Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. All the years you spent in the game writing, if you had five writers that you could only read during the week, who would those five be? Wow, what a question. Um... Well, I think you have to put Peter Gammons on any list. You know, he he did it well before anybody else did it. You know, he sort of revolutionized the whole industry with rock music lyrics and and these huge note pages that just went on forever with uh, huge insights. Um, you know, one of my really good friends, two of my really good friends, uh, Jason Stark and Tim Kirkshen, who I worked with, are just you know, they're real gifts to the industry because even now, you know, Jason's been around forever and he still has more energy than anybody else. And I think he's the person people always go to when something weird happens, like that's his niche, you know? So uh, I think, you know, those three guys, Tim has an amazing way of doing things that kind of shows up um, in a way that, uh, um you know, he's always amazed by something, right? Like it's the first time this has happened. I find it amazing. And he has this sort of boyish enthusiasm about stuff. Um, you know, one of the writers who had an influence on me was uh, Ross Newhan, who worked at the LA Times for years, who I just thought did it with, you know, class and dignity and thoroughness and fairness so he was a guy who I thought was great. Um, you know, there's so many others. I think uh, Tyler Kepner from the New York Times uh, has that sort of spirit. You know, he's a guy who, um, when he was a teenager, was like doing a newsletter, you know, has that that love for the game. So, you know, there are so many other ones I'm sure I'd be doing a disservice. But, you know, I'd say those are some of the guys, obviously, that, that spring to mind for me. And that's going to just segue into the next one. All the years you've been covering this game, five players you'd pay to, to watch play. Oh boy. Um, you know, I'd say I've always had a soft spot for Tony Gwynn. You know, I just, uh, the way he hit, the way he sort of fought the game, um, just his philosophy. I thought he was, just so counter to what everybody thought. He was just so dynamic. Um, Greg Maddox was like that for me, you know, to watch him um, sort of just do everything perfectly and hit the corners. And, um, you know, he was amazing. Um, you know, Randy Johnson was obviously a huge spectacle when he ever, when he came out there Um you know, I, I guess you, you, you got to go back. I don't know if you're going back through history, but obviously you have guys like Willie Mays, you know, or, uh, or uh, you know, Hank Aaron, I think. Uh, those guys, just the, the consistency of excellence over like two decades um, is just amazing when you think about it. So, um, you know, and in recent years, I mean, I think you have guys like, Pujols and Miguel Cabrera and you look at them and you just say 
they did it so well for so long. Um, it's really incredible. So, you know, I'm sure I'm losing, uh, missing a bunch of people. And if you throw some names at me, you know, the Aussie Smiths and the people like that who who did something in a certain way, uh, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., I guess, at his peak, you would know this. I mean, was there a more sort of dynamic and and charismatic player who just you would pay to watch and you basically couldn't take your eye off the guy? And, uh, you know, the same, I think, goes for Barry Bonds, even though later in his career, obviously, you know, there were issues, I think, through that decade of the 90s, you'd have a hard time finding a guy who would uh, give you your money's worth more than, you know, him when you bought a ticket to a game. All those guys you mentioned, it's like I got a story for each one of them. Barry Bonds, when asked, it's the greatest player I've ever seen with my own eyes. Ken Griffey Jr., best teammate, uh, the most talented player I ever played with on the same team. Randy Johnson, I was a teammate briefly with, as the best left-hander I've ever faced. And Greg Maddox, to this day, when asked, uh, I think you hit it on the head. He was a technician. Start to finish, full body of work. All the years I faced him, there was nobody better than Greg Maddox. In my opinion, the best pitcher I've ever seen. Pedro, uh, for a two or three or four year period, you can make an argument. But I think entire body of work. The thing about Maddox that I'm so, to this day, Greg's a good friend of mine. I was amazed every time I'd face him. You know, it seems like, Certain pitchers, even the great ones, when they're having a rough day, uh, they're going to call for a fastball away. They might miss by a foot. They're just having an off day. When Greg was having an off day, it was missing by a couple inches, and he gave up three over seven. And it was like, it, it was amazing to me and, and what he did over a decade, especially the, the entire decade of the 90s. Um, but I'll, I'll bring back memories for me when you mentioned those five. We have a similar five. Uh, you know, not, not that anybody asked me, but I have a story for each, each and every one of them. Um, before I let you out of here, real quick, how much have you been paying attention this spring? Uh, pitch clock. It, it's the big, it's the big talking point. I think the biggest change, you know, they got the base change. That's it. But it's the pitch clock. Uh, I was in spring training briefly. I went up into the booth. I did a couple innings uh, with Rick Riz with the San Diego or with the uh, Seattle Mariners. And I was supposed to go up there for a couple innings. Well, a couple innings went by. They went by so fast that I ended up doing four innings. So it was much different for me. Uh, my early opinion is I think they're going to be some tweaking to it throughout the year. Uh, but so far, managers I've talked to, fans that I've talked to, they kind of like it. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, players you know, players will adapt, right? If they know what the sort of landscape is. Um, and I do think, look, as a former sports writer, I guess you have to – this is a funny story, but um, when I was a young writer in Cincinnati, I believe it was 1989, I covered a game where the Reds scored 14 runs on 16 hits in the first inning. They battered around twice, and they got into the third time around the order. I think they won 18-2, to two and the Reds had 26 hits. And I went back and looked at the time of the game, of that game. It was 2.16. <laughs> wow. And I just thought, wow, like things have sort of crept in to the game that we haven't realized with a lot of different, for a lot of different reasons. So, you know, I think players are adapting to it. I guess the one thing that I would caution at least is 
you'd like to see player input in terms of wiggle room. Like, for instance, I've heard people bring up, okay, it's 15 seconds, but and the, the hitter has to be in the box after eight ready to go. Well, what if you're in Chicago and it's 38 degrees with a 20-mile-an-hour wind? Like, are we going to cut a guy some slack? And how much are we going to, like, hue to the, you know, the definitive numbers on this thing? Are we going to say, wait, look, let's sort of give guys some wiggle room? And, you know, and I just – you obviously don't want to have – something bad happen on a real national stage later in the year. So hopefully they can work out some of the kinks and, you know, and I've heard different thoughts. Players are going to have different opinions and they're free to express those. But, um, you know, I think most of them realize, Hey, these are the rules and you can complain about them all you want, but if you complain and you don't comply, you're going to be at a disadvantage to guys who are figuring it out and working it into their, their regimen. So, um, you know, it's it's a big change. The other thing, and I'll toss this back to you, but I don't know that people have paid that much attention. You know, people have been talking about the clock so much. Uh, there's going to be an awful lot more hits this year because of that shift. Uh, you know, I talked to guys who said, geez, I hit a ground ball at the middle and it was a base hit, you know, and they're almost stunned. It's like they saw Sasquatch or something. Um so, you know, I think that's going to be an issue that uh, a difference in the game that people haven't talked about that's going to wind up being, uh, you know, pretty important change. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I, I don't uh, in my generation, we didn't have uh, we didn't overshift. You might have a lefty here and there that we'd go into a, a pretty decent shift, but we never had a Manny Machado in right field taking away, <laughs> taking away pop-ups down the right field line. So a little bit of different. I still think you're going to see the teams that are real analytical really, uh, really would, would lean on the shift heavily. I still think you're going to see them trying to push the envelope right to the edge of that shift, just to the left of that base at second base. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to see how those changes are. The only thing about, and, and once again, I, you know, the guys I've talked to, they really do like the game at, at a swifter pace. Things that, you know, uh, I've talked to some fans that are saying, you know, I, I'm normally looking at my phone and, and checking it out because, you know, in in the past, and I don't miss anything. He says, now I'm looking at my phone and I'm missing something. They're putting the ball in play. It's a lot quicker. The managers especially, you know, they say they really like it. The only thing I, I don't want to see, Jerry, and I don't think fans want to see, whether it's your it's the fan, if the, it's the team, that's your team, you're rooting for that team or you're rooting against that team. I don't think anybody wants to see. Uh, a win or a loss ended on on a clock violation. You know, we've always, as players, had some pride in our sport, Major League Baseball, that we don't have a clock. All the other sports have a clock, and and we don't have one. Well, that's changed now. We do have a clock. It'll be interesting to see uh, throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the that's the kind of kink that you want to get ironed out in spring training, right? <laughs> you right. know, if it happens in late February. Okay. We'll figure it out, but you certainly don't want to have it happened on a, on a big stage. And I personally think anything that highlights the sort of athleticism of guys puts balls in play and you get to see a Manny Machado or Nolan Arenado play, play third base, you know, and these guys are artists over there. I mean, there are some amazingly 
gifted players. So I personally think, you know, more balls that are put in play that you can see that it's going to make for a more entertaining game. And I do think baseball really, as we saw with the WBC, you know, we'll see it during the year with, uh, you know, this Jordan Walker kid and Anthony Volpe. You're going to see some of these new faces come in, um, you know, with some of the current stars. Uh, I'm in Philadelphia. So even though Reese Hoskins injury, you know, was really unfortunate. Uh, you look at Trey Turner coming in and Bryce Harper and, you know, I can feel it in the city that I live in. And I think, you know, baseball to me seems like it's in a pretty good place right now. Um, you know, it's just a question of, uh, of building on that momentum and, uh, you know, and keeping it up and, and really helping people to get to know some of these great players that are out there. Yep. Well, Jerry Krasnick, I appreciate you coming on the Boone podcast. A lot of fun. Good catching up with you. All the best uh, at the Players Association and, and your future endeavors. Let's have a great year. And uh, it was a pleasure having you on the Boone podcast. And for all of us here at the Boone podcast, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 